Hi, everybody, and welcome to Double Take. With Rick and Lori Fry. That's us. That's us. I'm Rick. That's Lori. <laughs> wow, I bet they couldn't tell that. We're with Oneness Ministries, oneness-ministries.org. And we are brought to you by the Stream Grace Network and Oneness Ministries. <laughs> yep. yep. We're everywhere. Um, you've already found us, I guess. Yep. We're Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Yes. And we have a... We're on Facebook, Oneness Ministries at Free the Saints. We're on X. We're on Instagram, and we're on other places that I can't remember right now. <laughs> Maybe we should make a list. Face, I already said Facebook. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we're all over the place. So, and if you and if you view us on YouTube or one of those flat platforms, mm-hmm. like us. Subscribe. Subscribe. To us. Be sure and subscribe wherever you hear us or watch us. Yes. And if so. you and if you like this and you like us and you want to support us, you can go to our website, oneness-ministries.org, to the donation page mm-hmm. page, mm-hmm. and do it. Please help us. Mm-hmm. This we this and is also, what we do for a living. Share us with your friends. Yes, if you're if you're getting something out of this, or you think we're cute, or whatever it is, because people do think we're cute. I think we covered that last time. Yeah, um, yeah share us. Yes, and follow us. So. Because we got lots more stuff planned. Yes, we do. So, we're going to go back to uh, continue with our discussion about uh, Makes No Mistake, which is written by John Lynch. And if you're watching us, we're wearing the same clothes we were wearing last week. (laughs) Last week, because it was five (laughs) minutes ago. (laughs) The magic of podcasting. The magic of podcasting. And if you're listening, you have no idea what we're wearing. Yeah. But we're cute. Mm-hmm. I think I said that already. Yes, God makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes. So well, this is the one we left off with. Yes, and we're going to quote one of the one of the um, statements that we used last week just to get us into this. And I'm going to let you do it since you have it marked. Okay. Um, we talked about this last time. You trust God makes no mistakes regarding you, even as you watch the years go by with your dreams remaining apparently unfulfilled. And so this is the direction that yes. John wrote this yes. from, making I want, no mistakes. I, I don't know that you can say this enough, but I have known people who can't dream, who won't dream about the future because they have no hope. Mm-hmm. Our hope is not in ourselves our hope is in him who dwells within us. That's our hope. So That's even if you're not feeling hopeful, he is your hope and yes, you have him. You have him. Yeah. And you can rest in that and you can dream in that and you can live in that. You can receive life in that hope. Mm-hmm. So you're going you're gonna to do the first one today. Okay. Gee, thanks. Uh, these are, again, part of the bullet points from this uh piece that john lynch wrote mm-hmm. um because you believe god makes no mistakes you choose to though you fought it most of your life allow others in to tell you what they see and to believe them and allow them to stand with you in what is revealed now that's a very uh, what does that mean to you well something i've done with clients before is a good illustration of this because we all don't see each other or see ourselves like God sees us Mm -hmm. 
And that's a big problem for us because we live our lives out of those things that we see as flaws. So what I've done with, with some clients is I've had their homework be to go home and find two people that love them, whether they're family or friends or maybe one of each. And I have them ask, ask that person to write down how they see you. That's all. Just yeah. have them write down how they see you. Yeah. And then I have them bring those papers back the next week and I have them read them out loud. Yes. And it breaks them every time. Yeah. And then I ask them, does this person know you? Yes. Does this person love you? Yes. Does this person lie? No. No. So, and usually almost always the two letters are the same because you know they they say the same sort of stuff in a different way two yes. different people writing them but it's like if if it's true that they see you this way mm -hmm. how much more does god really see you oh. and it's it's very impactful yeah. because we need to know you know god is our ultimate you know who gives us our identity but it's people that love us give us a small picture of what we really look yes. like yes and we do look like jesus if you belong to him, you look like him. So it's hard to believe the truth. And I remember you and I had this issue when, um, when we were, you know, first together that I didn't believe the things that you told me about yeah. me. Yeah. And I had to get to the point where at one point I just said, it's true for him. And, and I can believe it because I trust him. I could trust you when you told me things that were hard for me to hear. And, th and that always reminds me of something Pastor Steve Eaton mm -hmm. said, is that what God says about you is more true mm -hmm. than what you believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. And God says, you're acceptable, you're lovable, you're perfected, and I made you that way so I could dwell in you. Mm. So we get to, we'll take this another way too, but allow other people to tell you what they see. And sometimes it may be a bit of, you know, tough to hear, Yes. but the, but if it's done out of love, then you can hear it. Yes. And that's good too. Yes. But I think this is mostly talking about trusting that others love you for a reason because you are lovable. Yes. So that's what I have to say about that one. So. I'm going to go to the next one. Okay. And this is, it's funny how we, as we read through these separately and chose them, um, we chose my, a lot of the same. Yeah, we chose a lot of the same, <laughs> but a lot of them that I chose has to do with believing God mm. that I am lovable, that I am acceptable. And this one says, you choose to see God with his arm around you, smiling, laughing, and enjoying <laughs> you just because he delights in your presence so ridiculously much. <laughs> yeah. I want that so much. All my life I've wanted that. I've wanted to be loved that way ridiculously yeah yeah i mean we dream of that somebody to love us yes. that way yes and to know that it's god that he's the one that loves you that way is just crazy yeah. it's it's unbelievable but i mean i think we t sometimes think that god loves us with this generic love he's got to love everybody mm -hmm. so you're in even though you're not really, you know, preferable, yeah, okay. you're just in, but, but it is personal. Yes. It is, it is that it's, he enjoys you. He delights in you. Uh, your, your verse in Zephaniah. Zephaniah 317. Yes. Go look it up in the Amplified Version. Oh, it's You'll so, like it. it's so descriptive of, yeah. of how God enjoys us. Yeah. I mean, he, one time I remember 
complaining to God. I know, hard to believe. <laughs> but about, I was actually talking about a friend of mine, and, and she had a very sweet personality, and she was like quiet and, you know, the opposite of me. And I remember thinking, you know, I wish, you know, she has such a sweet personality. I wish I had a personality more like that. And I remember driving. I remember exactly where I was. And I, it was, I, it was, I heard God say, I gave you your personality and I love <laughs> your personality. Mm-hmm. And I, it was one of those times when you just out loud, you just go, oh. <laughs> and it was like, okay. Yeah. He's, and I, you know, I, I don't know if God felt hurt about that. I don't know if that's possible, but. But it was like, you know, I made you how you are. I like your quirks. I gave you those quirks. I delight in you. He thinks I'm funny. Yes. Definitely thinks you're funny. Yeah, well. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes he says the same thing you say. You should get some new material. <laughs> but the well, stuff's gold. Yeah, maybe you should listen to God if you're not going to listen to me. But anyway, he does. He delights in you. Just like, yes. think about how those of you that have kids, you watch them. They're just beautiful. When they're tiny little babies, they don't have to do anything. And you just, you're just a mess around them. You just love them. Yeah, so it's like that. It is like that. Yes, God's not a mess. But Go ahead. The next one. You choose to call lies all those voices still vying for attention, screaming that you are and always will be identified by your seemingly inferiority and unacceptability. You mean the inner committee? Yes, the inner committee and the liar that stands at the threshold, screaming at me. That is, a, that is a quote from uh, Preston Gillum's little book he and his mother wrote together that the enemy stands at the mm. threshold. He can't inhabit you. No. He's not omniscient. He just stands at the threshold screaming lies at us all the time trying to distract us from the truth of what God says about us, from the truth of how much God cares for us, for the truth of how beautiful we really are. Yeah. I, I and you know, that's something I've struggled with my whole life, being inferior. You had a lot of help. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, actual people in your life uh, contributed to that as well. well Those are things that, I are, they are, that. they I are understand. things that we, that we get to realize what they came from. I, and I realized they were liars, mm-hmm. that they did not really know me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to manipulate and control me and keep me where I belonged. And I remember an uncle saying that to me one time. We had these, I had, my cousin and I had a friend whose family was wealthy. And my uncle said, you guys cannot hang out with those people because they're, they, you're not in their class. Jeez. You're not in your class saying you are inferior. Yeah. We're not. I'm not. You're not inferior. You are inhabited by the God of the universe. And I know I'm repeating myself, but it's worth then, repeating. Then stop repeating yourself. We had this conversation. <laughs> we did. But and and the voices also. I mean, we've talked before about enneagrams. Yes. And I'm a six, if you know about enneagrams. And part of being a six is having what I called the inner committee a minute ago, where it's just always what about this and what about that and there's this and there's this and you can't and there fear is involved and all that sort of stuff. So it's in addition to having the enemy on the outside, the inner committee just is tough to not. 
it's tough to shut down. But what I have to, what I get to remember is that I have Holy Spirit and I get to trust him in me and shut down those voices in the committee. Yes. So, okay, I'm going to read this one. You choose to believe the power of Christ to mature you and heal you, though you feel like you're becoming more arrogant and smugly opinionated with every passing day. I know that's hard to believe that I might be opinionated. No, let's unpack that a little bit. (laughs) Because the more mature you become, the more Christ matures you, the more confidence you have in what God's put in you. Mm. The more you believe the love, the more you um, tap into your identity, which is Christ, yes, that can sound arrogant and that can sound smug, but it is not. It's truth. But you, it, it, it is true that you can fall into arrogance and, yes, and smugness. So, yes, of course. So there's a, difference in, there's a difference in arrogant and confident. Yes. And there's a difference in smugly opinionated and being able to know what you think without being condescending. But the importance of God being in us, the importance of the Holy Spirit um, indwelling us and talking to us and teaching us this, teaching us is that he will point out those things when you become arrogant. Mm-hmm. If you are in that kind of an intimate relationship with him, he will recognize it and he will help you recognize, help you recognize it. it. Now there's a verse in Hebrews that said God disciplines those he loves. Well, we tend to spin that to the negative, but discipline means he trains us. Holy Spirit trains us to our true identity. Discipline is not punishment. It is not. It is not punishment. We always take that to the negative. Punishment looks at what you did and says you're going to pay for it no matter what. Right. Discipline looks at the person you're becoming and helps you um, be directed into that. Yes. And that's what Holy Spirit the does. The renewing of your mind, yeah. Yep, he, yes, the renewing mm-hmm. of your mind, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And when you become more mature, you become more confident. Mm-hmm. So but don't be afraid of that confidence. No, there's humility with confidence yes. as well. Yes, But the point, the point of this whole thing, though, is he has the power to mature you and heal you. And you may feel differently. But he is maturing you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've had women come in and say, I just don't think God's changing me at all. But it's not true. It's not. And, and I get to help them see that that's not true. And, um, yeah, he does. He's not, he, he's just as powerful in you as he is in everybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to believe that. That delights God when we believe that. Yeah, he kind of likes it when we believe him. Yep. The next one, you choose to see God in such a way that you don't read condemnation and disgust into your reading of Scripture. (laughs) Though your old tapes of shame have read it that way for decades. Mm. (laughs) And that lines up with what we just said. Um, We tend to read condemnation. I'm not as good as Paul was. I'm not as good as... Simon Peter. I'm not, I always compare myself to guys who've been called to a whole different relationship to God than I am. I was never intended to be a missionary, yet I compare myself to guys who, who have done great missionary works. 
you do that? Yeah, I mean, we think we haven't done anything big and exciting, but when we get, you know, just recently I, on YouTube, we had a, a sweet comment. Oh, yes, it was so sweet. Those things are just so important. You know, in, just in the last couple of weeks, we've had one-on-one personal comments or phone calls of encouragement that I really loved hearing what you and Rick just talked about last week. You know, those mean more than a stadium of, you know, 5,000 people or whatever, whatever you think it is you're supposed to be doing for God. I mean, Jesus did his best work Mm one-on-one. And so that's, we don't uh, minimize that. It's, it's sometimes it's hard because you feel like you're not doing enough, Mm -hmm. but you are. And, it, and that to say that we love it when you guys comment okay. and contact us. Yes. It's yes. great on Facebook Thank, and on YouTube. Yes, and we appreciate Or by that. phone or um, email. Or What was the last <laughs> thing you said? Um, uh, I don't know, but it was probably brilliant. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Well, About one-on-one. Jesus did his best work one-on-one. Yes. Mm. Well, we should move on. We should move on. Which one? Just go back and listen. Um, I'm here, so I don't know where you are. I think that one. You're on that one. So I'm next? Sure. Okay. You allow grace to cause you to do something from the right motive, rather than doing incredibly impressive things from the motive of proving... Assuaging. Assuaging (laughs) shame or getting right with God. Oh, getting right with God. We did a podcast... I guess two podcasts ago about church speak. And one of the things that we hear continually as, as counselors is that first I want to be number one to God. I want God to be number one in my oh, life. Okay. And the second thing is that I have to do something to be right with God, that my behavior, my um, thoughts, my beliefs um, keep me from being right from God. And that is such a lie. You cannot get any more right with God than you are at this very moment. When you said yes to him. When you said yes. You were right with him. Forever. Yes, forever. Mm -hmm. And grace, the grace that God gives us so freely causes us to do and to have the right motives. We believe that grace. We believe that presence. We believe that promise, that covenant that mm. he made with us. And shame is not a part of your new identity with Christ. Nope. Shame means there's, you think there's something wrong with you. Not just that you did something wrong, but that there's something wrong with you innately. And there's not. Yep. Shame is wasted. When you feel shame, that's a sign. That's a sign that you're... Um, not believing who you really are. Yeah. Um, and guilt's the same thing. Guilt does not come yeah, from Well, God. guilt is about the thing you did. Shame is about there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And they're both not from him yeah. at all. Yeah. There's no guilt and no shame in the new identity. Right. Um, okay. You choose to give up your rights to bitterness and initially before God alone, forgive the other for your benefit so you can be freed to love again. Yes. Yeah, we we teach a lot on forgiveness. It's not a feeling. It's not a um, it's not a discounting the evil done to you. It's releasing them from the debt that that you think they owe you, and releasing them from your expectations. Yes. And it's a decision. Yes, you may not feel it, but you can make the decision. 
And the, the, the thing about forgiveness is that you are completely forgiven. So because of your forgiveness, that gives you the ability to forgive. If you live in that forgiveness, then you automatically can forgive others. We probably should talk more in depth about forgiveness on another podcast. We, can do we that. should go there. Yeah. Next one is you thank him for allowing you to do something supernaturally wonderful rather than imagining it's it is proof that you are indeed <laughs> better than others. <laughs> Okay, what does that mean to you? Uh, I, nothing. <laughs> you have no idea. You just all, picked it randomly. As the hum, hum, man of humility, <laughs> I am. Mm. And you can read about it in my next book. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> humility Humil- and how I got it. New material. New material. New material. Um, God did something supernaturally wonderful in us. You asked God to give you new eyesight after you feared your best years were behind you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we need to have a vision. We need to have something in front of us. He knows that we need, and that's going back to hope again. We have to believe that, you know, no matter how old we get, and especially Rick is quite a bit older than me. <laughs> Just could not <laughs> uh, say it, I, Well, it was right there in yeah. black and white. We tend to believe, you know, we're done. We're We were talking to somebody this morning who's, uh, older parent is um, is done. They he doesn't do anything. He's in, in her words. She it's like he's just waiting to die. We we don't want to get there. We want to keep looking forward to let God give us new visions for new things. And He is. We just we get to open ourselves up to that. Yes. You may do that one. Yeah. You refuse to believe. <laughs> you refuse to believe that there is a class of together people (laughs) and instead look past appearances into the pain regret and loss every human carries i most of my life i always felt like i was on the outside looking in Mm -hmm. they all got it they all got the joke they Mm -hmm. all understood they did the right things wore the right things Mm -hmm. said the right things and i was like outside the circle um and i fight that now and we all fight that to some extent but we have to know that everybody struggles everybody has pain everybody has hurts Um, there is only one person who had it all together and that was Christ and he gave it all up and he gave it all up (laughs) and then he gave it to us we have it together because Christ is in us not because we have the ability to gather ourselves into a place of righteousness and it's not, I mean, it's not about having it all together anyway. It's, it's a, that's not true. Okay. Yeah. I got a couple more. Do you? I do. Okay. Oh, looks like they're the same. Holy cow. You choose to no longer factor your age with your accomplishments and declaring that your life and declaring your life to be a failure kind of falls into that too doesn't it yes it does i know that men struggle with failure the feeling of failure a lot right right because because we have an ideal goal for either accomplishment or um bank accounts and you measure yourself by that type of success And if you can't reach that success, then you automatically believe that you have failed. And I'm at an age where 
I wish I had been better at managing my money. I wish I had been better at saving money. But I didn't do it. And it doesn't make me a failure because God, God's provision doesn't depend on my ability to manage money. There are a lot of people who are really good at it and have, have uh, successfully um, gained wealth so that they can spend these years... Um, <laughs> Retired? Retired. I have no intention of retiring. No. I have no desire to not do this, to not work, to not um, um, be become sedentary. We do have a desire to eat, though, and have a house. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so if you're interested in yeah. helping us out with that, that'd be great. That would be great. That'd be great. I'm not saying Just that. Just kidding. I, 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 mm. Yeah. We go and regrets are, you know, irrelevant. Yes, because irrelevant. again, just regrets. like you said before with the Mike Wells story and the other podcast about we're here, we know we're supposed to be here because we are here. Yes, and God is with us, and we can't screw it up. That's right. You get the last. I'll one. read the last one. You choose to believe that a sovereign, perfect, loving God still has you right on time. Amen. Which is kind of funny because as you know as you know we've mentioned the chosen a lot because mm-hmm. we love it. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with a new sweatshirt. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, we've ordered it. We're going to wear them We're, as soon as they come in. But it's got soon. Because in the show, if you've watched it, it's a joke. It's there's that word again. What is soon? Is it a thousand years? Ask my father how long soon is. And so the most imprecise word in scripture. Yeah. And so we struggle with soon. So as soon as those came out, I ordered them. I hope they come soon. They're supposed to be here tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha! I see what you did there. (laughs) But it's true. If if it's if he, you know, he he is right on time, and it stinks sometimes. Yes. Okay, it sucks sometimes. Yes, that too. But stinks and sucks. Yes, but if he's good and he is, and if he's love and he is, then we just get to say, okay, okay, we're going to be where we are. We're going to do what we feel like you're telling us to do, That's right. and uh, just keep moving. It's not a reason to be inactive. Mm-mm. It is every reason to keep busy busy it's every reason to keep active active and and to pursue god and, and to what he wants you to be active at and resting in him resting through the activity rest yes. is not in activity no, necessarily it's no it's not this has been really good i think you think i think <laughs> i think so too you can't know how much we enjoy doing this mm-hmm. with you and for you and I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, let us know. Let us know. And consider hitting that donate button on our <laughs> website. Have you said that enough times now? Um, how many times did I say it? Too many times. <laughs> okay. And basically, I mean, share us. Yeah. It love, We love seeing the numbers. We do. You know, that, that people are listening and that we're, you know, we may have said one thing that you went, oh, gosh, that was good. I know how I, I feel that way when I listen to other people's podcasts. If yes. I hear one thing... It was worth listening to. Hopefully there's more than one. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.